God, in His infinite wisdom, designed spiritual offices for the perfecting of the saints. But in this day, it seems like people desire to be in them for the wrong reasons. Well, in this episode, we've come to shed a little light and bring clarity on this topic. Please join me and Bishop Edwin Walker as we discuss the significance and responsibilities of spiritual offices. You don't want to miss this episode, so please stay tuned. Hey everyone, it's MJ. Thank you for joining me once again. I hope you are having an incredible day today. I just want to take this time to say thank you to all of our listeners and subscribers and those of you who are new to the Change My Life family. Welcome. I hope that you will subscribe. There'll be many wonderful episodes that will be coming your way. And don't forget, you can also stay connected with us on social media. We are on Facebook as well as Instagram at Change My Life Podcast. So thanks again for your love and support. Okay, I am super excited about today's episode and my very special guest. He is back by popular demand, the pastor of Friendly Temple Church of God in Christ, and he is also the jurisdictional prelate of the Northern Illinois Jurisdiction for the Church of God in Christ International. He has ministered all over the country and as well as around the world, none other than Bishop Edwin Walker. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. Yes, yes. And so those of you who have not listened to the episode that he was on last year, it is called um, An Answer of Peace, and it was based on dream interpretation. So those of you who have spiritual dreams or you you want to know how to interpret your dreams or you have visions or maybe you have nightmares and you're wondering why you have them, that is a very good episode to listen to. It is very informative. It's very anointed. And it is one of my most listened to episodes of 2020. So if you have not checked that out, please check that out. Bishop Walker really breaks down dreams, dream interpretations, and visions. And he is back with us today to give us more knowledge on spiritual matters. I'm very excited. So today's episode is entitled The Spiritual Office, and I've been wanting to do this episode for a while. We are going to break down um, the different offices. Um, These are created by God. They're very holy. They're very sacred, and they should be taken very seriously. These different callings um, in this day, there's so many people out here saying that they're a pastor or they're an evangelist and they're this and they're that, and it's becoming very diluted because of social media and those things. But we should take these things seriously because souls are involved. So my prayer today is that you have a better understanding of these things. And if you are called to one of these offices, you'll kind of know what to do. Let's get into it. Bishop Walker, I'm so excited (laughs) about this. Okay. So I'm going to start by reading Ephesians 4, uh, verse 10 through 12. And it says, He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might fill all things. And he gave some apostles, 
and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So, Bishop Walker, if you don't mind, I would just like to go down this list (laughs) and if you can please um, break down, first of all, the office of the apostle. Wow. Well, thank you, MJ. I'm so, so honored to be here with you uh, once again. You know, the uh, offices, uh, first off, has to be uh, looked at for the uh, sacred place that they are. If you note uh, in your reading, uh, even if you were to go up further, Ephesians 9, or I'm sorry, Ephesians 4, 9, it talks about that descending and ascending. We're talking about Christ, who uh, the one that went to glory is the same one that went descended down into hell, to the earth. He's the one that uh, led captivity captive, and he has the keys of death and hell. We're talking about our Savior, the Christian church, Christian, 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 like Christ. Christ is our chief shepherd, our chief apostle. Uh, This all is sacred. It should not be toyed with, played with. It's not to be trifled over. When it starts talking about he gave, notice it's not I chose or you chose or you felt like this guy ought to be one. After all, he's a pretty good fella. But um, he gave some apostles. And uh, that word apostles, uh, the Greek word, of course, is apostolos and and you're talking about uh, when you uh, define it, it's, it's, it means one sent mm. or the sent one. Um, John the Baptist would have been an apostle had he lived. Remember his definition. They say uh, there was a man sent from God. Yes. He was not that light, but he was sent to bear witness of that light. Uh, the purpose of the apostle is foundational. They establish they began, they build. Everything else is going to be built on what they lay down. Mm-hmm. So you don't you don't build a house by hanging all the wood in the air and then figure out how I'm going to put a foundation under it. You start with the foundation. And the original 12 apostles, their job was to lay the foundation for the church in the earth realm. Paul even said, nor the foundation can any man lay than that which has already been laid. The apostles' job is to do what God would do as if it were God himself doing it. That's why I'm so concerned when I hear so many people and and really we're in a title hungry world. So many people saying that they are an apostle. I'm just going to go on the record and say, no, they're not. (laughs) Uh, They're lying. And I have the scriptures to back me up. Uh, Revelation two and two says you have tried them that say they were apostles and you found them to be liars. Now, this is really important because he doesn't say this about you tried them to say they are a prophet or an evangelist or a pastor. But he says those that are apostles. And why is that really important? Again, apostles is the foundational piece. So if the foundation is messed up, everything else is going to crumble. Wow. That was heavy right there. That was good stuff. I guess we can end the podcast, right? Right here? <laughs> That's funny. That was good. So can you please explain the prophet? And this, I know you can testify to that. There's so many people claiming to be prophets. And I know there's some real prophets out there. And I know there's some false prophets out there because the Bible, you know, warns us against 
false prophets, but can you explain that office of the prophet? Well, that's a powerful question. Thank you for asking. Uh, the apostle often walks in all the nine gifts. And so it's, it's not unusual to see that apostle walk in the office of the prophet, but he mm-hmm. is an apostle. They are an apostle. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at the prophet, the prophet's job is to declare what is the mind, the will, the heart of God. Um, when you hear Jeremiah say, oh, that my head were waters and my eyes are fountain of tears. This is not just Jeremiah looking at his people and saying, oh, I feel so bad for them. This is actually Jeremiah expressing the heart of God. God is crying. These are my people. And it hurts to see them like they are. The prophet often comes and he comes with a word from the Lord. And it may not be profound, but it is the right timing. So sometimes it's not that it was so amazing. He he went and he got the Greek or the Latin definition, but it's that it was exactly what needed to be said when it was said. And that's because it was a word from the Lord. And that's uh, how the prophet often operates. They'll operate, they'll have visions, they'll have dreams. Uh, Sometimes the Lord will just drop a word in the mouth of the prophet and he can't rest. She can't rest until she releases that word Mm. because it's God's word, it's God's mind, it's God's will for the body or the church or that individual at that time. And you know, often what happens, MJ, these two offices, the apostle and the prophet, if you notice, uh, if you look just maybe from 2001 to up to now, there seems to be an uptick of guys. First, they all want to be prophets. Then all of a sudden, everybody's an apostle. Um, That's because they're title hungry, but they do not walk in the depth of the anointing Yes. To really be what they say they are. To be a servant is the greatest thing you can be. And uh, we might talk more about it a little later. But remember Paul. Now, Paul is a bona fide apostle. He met Jesus on the road to Damascus. He actually talked with him and everything. So here's the thing. Paul starts out, and I often say this. Paul starts out, and he says, Paul, a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ, Uh, Then later on, if you keep reading the various epistles, he says, Paul, an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, I want to be an apostle. But then if you keep reading, he says, Paul, a prisoner. Mm. Nobody ever says, I want to be a prisoner. Everybody wants to be something high minded when God is calling for those who will serve him that are ready to be completely um, engulfed in his grace to do what he wants without any concern for who's going to celebrate me and what high stage will I sit on. Yes, very deep. I must ask you a question, though, because it seems like there's a lot of people that's drawn to the prophet because everybody wants a prophetic word. So a lot of people are drawn to that office. Is there a way to discern if someone, I mean, just like right off the bat, if someone is a false prophet? Well, I tell you what, there's there's simple ways you can do it. Number one, their word should line up with the word. Uh, if it doesn't line up with the word, you can dismiss that person now. You just say, oh, well, there's no no need for me to keep listening to that guy. Okay. Uh, he's not even lined up with the word. And of course, uh, the Lord told Israel in the Old Testament, he says, listen, if I if I if a man come to you and tell you, say, hey, uh, God said one, two, three, four, five. 
You say, if it comes to pass, then you know it was from me. If it doesn't come to pass, you say, oh, well, was it from the Lord? It does not always mean that a person has sinister ideas or they're up to something. Sometimes people just miss God and uh, they don't know how to say, hey, you know what? I just miss God this time. That's all. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a prophet. That was my own imagination. Okay. (laughs) All right. Good, good stuff. Very good stuff. Okay. Can you please break down the office of the evangelist? Well, the evangelist is a very exciting office. Um, I love the evangelist because the evangelist's job is to come in and bring glad tidings, good news, and ultimately his message is one that's rooted in Jesus Christ. They taught us when you're preaching that uh, always bring uh, your message to the cross. And if you can't bring your message to the cross, go get your cross and bring it to the message. In mm-hmm. other words, if you can't find Jesus in the message, you've just been up there talking a long time. So the evangelist's job is to bring the good news that Jesus Christ came, lived, died, rose again. He ever liveth. He's making intercession for us. He is the son of God, the only begotten son of God. He's right there. He's got his arms outstretched wide. No matter what you've done, no matter how bad it's been, the Lord still loves you. Come on, man. Come on, son. Come on, daughter. Come on, woman. Let's go to Jesus If any man come unto me, I'll in no wise cast him out. That's the job of the evangelist and to to further solidify. And we'll come to that in a moment. What the pastor of a local assembly perhaps has been teaching. Powerful. Very powerful. So, yeah. And this is another office that a lot of people are flocking to, (laughs) I guess, for I don't know. To me, it just seems so trendy right now to be a pastor. You know, it's all about you know, your followers on your social media and stuff like that. But it is a very sacred office. It's holy and it's created by God. So can you please break down the office of the pastor? I think that social media, I think you you said that rightly, has has done a lot to play into um, really weakening what we see. Yes, that's the word. Um, (laughs) But in fact, the pastor is a very high office. Mm-hmm. Um, as a matter of fact, when you look at both the Greek and the Hebrew, pastor is interpreted as shepherd. Well, what is the Lord known as? Our chief shepherd. Uh, our favorite psalm, everybody quotes it, Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I yes. shall not want. Um, what does God give the church? One of the main gifts he gives to the church, just like he gave salvation, just like he gave the Holy Spirit. He says, and I will give you pastors is Jeremiah 315, according to my heart. And the pastor's heart is very, very, very important. And I don't know if we really have time to to really go into all of this, because there's a difference in the pastor or the shepherd and the hireling. St. John 10 talks about the hireling, how when the wolf comes or the enemy comes, the hireling says, y'all ain't paying me enough. I'm out of here. Uh, whereas a real shepherd is there to fight for the sheep. Just like he says in Psalm 23, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil for thou art with me. To see, the shepherd doesn't jump ship when you go through the valley. The mm. shepherd comes there with his rod and staff to help fight the enemies. The pastor is a powerful, powerful office that God has to anoint you to do because you have to be able to love people and the conditions that people get themselves in. Mm-hmm. That's why he said in Jeremiah 3.15, I'll give you pastors, not after, but according to mine heart. 
In other words, he takes an individual and literally fashions their heart to be like his so that they love people that others would would normally push away or throw away. But they have a love for these people and they're there to help nurture them, to coach them, to pull them through, to push them through the mundane situations and the day to day things that happen in life. That is so, so powerful. Yes. (laughs) So awesome. And lastly, um, for this portion of the interview, can you please break down the office of the teacher? Wow. Well, that's that's a great question, too. I I think and I'm not looking at that scripture, but I think when you look at that scripture, uh, the apostle is separated with a uh, uh, is it a colon or semicolon? Uh, help me out there. Yes. But um, it's a semicolon. It's, it's a semicolon. Thank you. And when you get to pastor and teacher, there's no semicolon. There's no comments, just pastor and teacher, because every pastor has the anointing on them to teach. Mm. But every teacher is not a pastor. And sometimes as men, human beings, we get confused and we have a certain anointing on us and we want to do the other thing and we mess up. So I've seen evangelists that don't want to evangelize anymore. They want to pastor. Mm. And so they stop trying to evangelize and they start trying to pastor. And they were an excellent evangelist. They were a flop as a pastor. They should have stayed in the evangelist area. I've seen pastors that look at the evangelist office as a a glorified place. And so they, they don't want to pastor. They want to go running out there evangelizing. And they are a wonderful pastor. They are an awful evangelist. Mm. And of course, then you have uh, that ministry gift, that fi- that fifth one of the fivefold ministry, that teacher. Uh, God raises up teachers within a congregation and their job is to help build and instruct and to solidify the message that the pastor is preaching uh, to, to make plain or simple, perhaps difficult uh, scriptures or hard ways, because every member can't always get to the pastor. But God raises up people that have the influence of a teacher and know how to make a thing plain so that members grow and develop and become strong. Now, pastors are always teaching. You teach even if you don't say anything, because that's part of who you are. The people are looking at you. And so you're going to be teaching. That's why it says pastors and teachers, because the pastor and the teacher are connected where every pastor is a teacher, but every teacher is not necessarily a pastor. Very awesome. Very. Okay. I must ask you this just by listening to you. Can you, this wasn't even in my notes, but I have to ask, uh, can you just briefly talk about the spiritual attack that comes with these offices? Cause you know, people are, some people, they, they look at someone else like, oh, I can do that. Or, oh, that's easy. But they're just looking at it in a natural form. Can you talk about the spiritual attack that may come with these offices? Absolutely. Well, you know, these offices are ordained by yes. God. God does this. Again, he gave some. The Lord gave some, not we gave some. And so that's really important because with that, he gives us everything we need for what we will have to endure or go through. It's called a a level of grace. Um, And I often talk about that when we talk about Paul. um, I believe it's 1 Corinthians 12 or so, when he talks about how he knew a man about 14 years ago. And and I'm paraphrasing. He says, I don't know if I was in the body or out of the body. I'm I'm not 
able to tell you uh, what kind of state I was in, dead or alive. He says, but I was caught into the third heaven. I was caught up into the third heaven. And I often tell people, I, I don't care how deep and anointed you are. You have not been to the third heaven. If you've been to the third heaven, you were high. Paul actually went to the third heaven. He was caught up. And we know it must have been because Paul wrote more than half of the New Testament. Uh, and the only way he could have that type of revelation, he had to be in a place to get that type of revelation. Having said that, he was caught up into that third heaven. And when he came to himself, when he when he was back at his full consciousness, the Bible says that there was given unto him a messenger for Satan to buffet him. Uh, and that buffeting was uh, to cause him to not get lifted up in himself. Now, remember, he's, he saw things, man. He heard he heard stuff. He said, this, this stuff ain't even lawful to say this stuff I've heard. This is this is beyond explanation. And so the Lord said, well, I'm allowed the enemy space that he might keep you in a place where I need you to be, uh, keep you humble. But having done that, Paul was given a thorn in the flesh. That's what it's called, a thorn in the flesh. And he said he prayed three times, said, Lord, please take this away. But the Lord wouldn't take it away. And on the third time, he came back and said, my grace is sufficient for thee, uh, because in your weakness, my strength is made perfect in you. And so what you understand from that is that Paul was in this office of a high level. And because he was in this office of a high level, his attack was an attack on a high level. He was caught up into the third heaven. He was given a messenger from the devil himself. So, OK, I'm not even sending imps for this one. I'm saying I'm pulling out the big guns. Well, when he did that, then what happens next? God says, well, I'm, I'm not going to necessarily stop this attack, but I'm telling you what, Paul, I've given you a level of grace that's equal to the level of attack. Therefore, you can withstand it because this is the level you're walking in. Yes. See, if you if you're an apostle. There's a level of attack that just comes with being an apostle mm -hmm. and, and so on. All the way down to uh, prophet, uh, evangelist, pastor, teacher. There is an attack that's consistent, which is walking in that office. And what you need to have is grace that equals that. And if you don't, you, you're going to mess up. You're going to blow it because the attack is consistent. But you have to have a grace that's consistent. Consistent grace. One day I'm going to preach that. That's good. That's good <laughs> stuff. Man, I am enjoying this. I hope you all out there are too. That concludes part one of The Spiritual Office. I thoroughly enjoyed this episode and I hope you did too. So please do me a favor and share it with someone. I know that they're going to be blessed by it. And if you haven't already, you want to subscribe because there is a part two to this series and you definitely don't want to miss it. And don't forget, you can also stay connected with us on social media. We are on Facebook as well as Instagram at Change My Life Podcast. Wow. Who knew? Operating in a spiritual office would change my life. <laughs> <laughs>